my kids and I just played dandy with ChatGPT4 as the DM. Obi Fernandez My two oldest kids Taylor and Liam are 26 and 23, respectively. My youngest son Tenzin is 15 years old. All of us are together at my house in Mexico City this week, and the discussion topic generating the most heat is OpenAI and GPT-4. Since Tenzin has been playing tabletop RPG games like Dandy for years and has a lot of experience as a DM, we discuss playing a campaign together. But then Tenzin had the bright idea of letting ChatGPT be the DM. What follows in this blog post is the transcript of the game that we played. Where we tell ChatGPT that we rolled dice, we are using Google's die roll mechanism. I feel like the transcript speaks for itself, but before reproducing it I will state for the historical record that my mind is still exploding from from all the inevitable innovation and legal controversies this kind of usage of LLM, large language model, technologies will provoke in the coming months and years. Software development for this kind of use case will never be the same again. We use GPT-4 Engine and our prompts to ChatGPT are shown like this. You're no longer a friendly assistant. You are now a DM for a new Dandy 5e-based campaign of your choosing. There are four players in the room with you. You will be our DM, tell us what to do, including when die rolls are needed. Ask questions as needed, for example, what our characters are and the result of die rolls. Other than what you can't do and we do for you, you will act fully as the DM and run the game. Welcome, brave adventurers, to the world of Valyria. I am your dungeon master and I will guide you through this thrilling campaign filled with danger, mystery, and excitement. Before we begin, please introduce your characters, their race, class, and a brief description of their appearance and personality. Once that's done, we'll set the stage for our grand adventure. First player is Obi, human paladin, lawful good, level 2, about 6 feet 4 inches. And 250 pounds. Charisma 12, intelligence 15, strength 15, you assign the others so that the character is balanced. Second player is Tenzin, a halfling rogue, noble, chaotic good, level 2, specialties in sleight of hand, charisma 14, dex 14, strength 8, cons 10, wis 12, in 10 third player is Liam, orc, level 3, chaotic neutral, charisma 5, strength 17, wis 10 fourth player is Taylor, wood elf ranger, level 3, chaotic neutral, balance stats. Thank you for introducing your characters. I will now assign the remaining ability scores for Obi, the human paladin. Obi. Dexterity, 10. Constitution, 14. Wisdom, 13. Now that we have our party, let's begin our journey in the world of Valyria. Our adventure starts in the bustling city of Aelandar, a hub of trade and commerce nestled along the banks of the Silver River. The four of you, Obi, Tenzin, Liam, and Taylor, have been traveling together for a short while, drawn together by the promise of adventure and riches. As you walk through the city, you hear rumors of a hidden treasure deep within the treacherous wild thorn forest. Locals speak of an ancient temple that holds the secrets to unimaginable wealth and power. Intrigued by this tale, you decide to venture into the wild thorn forest in search of this fabled temple. 
Before leaving Ailandar, you have a chance to prepare for your journey. You can visit the local market to purchase supplies or gather information from the townsfolk. Let me know what you'd like to do, and we'll proceed with the appropriate checks and interactions. Is there a tavern near the market? Yes, there is a tavern near the market called the Silver Flagon. It's a popular gathering spot for adventurers, traders, and locals alike. Many patrons come to share stories, swap information, or simply enjoy a well-earned drink after a long day. If you'd like to visit the tavern, let me know what you hope to accomplish there. You might want to gather information, recruit allies, or just relax and enjoy some downtime. If you have any specific questions or actions in mind, feel free to let me know. We all head to the tavern to enjoy some drinks and collect whatever information we might be able to find before equipping at the market and entering the forest. As you enter the Silver Flagon, the lively atmosphere welcomes you. Patrons are engaged in spirited conversations and a bard strums a lute in the corner. You find a table and order some drinks, making yourselves comfortable while keeping your ears open for any useful information. Please roll a d20 for each character and add their respective charisma modifiers to determine how successful you are in gathering information. OB, d20 plus 1, charisma modifier. Tenzin, d20 plus 2, charisma modifier. Liam, d23, charisma modifier. Taylor, d20 plus, charisma modifier, unspecified. Let me know the results, and I'll describe what information you manage to collect. OB, 9 Tenzin, 6 Liam, 15 Taylor, 16. With drinks in hand, you spread out among the patrons and engage in conversations, hoping to learn more about the Wildthorn Forest and the Hidden Temple. Obi and Tenzin struggle to get any useful information, finding themselves caught in small talk and unrelated stories. However, Liam and Taylor find more success. Liam, despite his low charisma, manages to overhear a group of adventurers who recently returned from the forest. They mention a series of stone markers along the path that lead deeper into the woods. They also warn of dangerous creatures that roam the forest, including giant spiders and wergs. Taylor engages with an older, seasoned traveler who claims to have seen the entrance to the ancient temple. He describes a hidden passage at the base of a waterfall deep within the forest. He also mentions that the temple is said to be cursed and that the spirits of the long-dead guardians still protect it from would-be treasure seekers. Armed with this newfound knowledge, you finish your drinks and head to the market to purchase supplies before venturing into the Wildthorn Forest. Let me know what supplies you would like to purchase, and we can deduct the cost from your character's gold reserves. What are our options at the market? At the market, you find a variety of shops and vendors offering a wide range of goods and services that could be helpful for your journey into the Wildthorn Forest. Here are some options you might consider. General supplies, basic adventuring gear, such as rope, torches, rations, bedrolls, tents, and other essentials. Weapons and armor, a blacksmith shop where you can buy or upgrade weapons and armor. Potions and scrolls, an arcane shop selling various potions and scrolls for healing, protection, or other magical effects. 
Mounts and transportation, a stable where you can purchase horses or other mounts to help with travel. Hirelings and services, a hiring hall where you can enlist the services of skilled professionals or guides to assist with your journey. Miscellaneous items, trinkets, tools, and other items that might prove useful in the forest or temple, such as grappling hooks, lockpicks, or holy symbols. You can purchase any items within the limits of your character's available gold. If you need help determining costs or making decisions, feel free to ask for advice. Once you've made your purchases, we can continue with your journey into the Wild Thorn Forest. How much gold does each player have? As a starting point for level 2 and level 3 characters, each player would have the following gold. Obi, the Human Paladin, level 275 gold pieces. Tenzin, the Halfling Rogue, level 275 gold pieces. Liam, the Orc, level 3 100 gold pieces, assuming fighter class due to high strength. Taylor, the Wood Elf Ranger, level 3 100 gold pieces. These amounts are based on the Starting wealth by class table in the player's handbook, with level 1 characters starting with the maximum amount of gold for their class and gaining an additional 25 gold pieces for each level above 1. Note that this gold is in addition to any equipment your characters already have from their starting equipment packages. Please let me know what items you would like to purchase for each character, and we can deduct the appropriate amount of gold from their reserves. What different rides are at the mounts and transports? At the stables, you find a variety of mounts and transportation options available for purchase. Some of the more common options include Riding horse, a dependable, versatile mount suitable for most adventurers. Cost, 75 gold pieces. Draft horse, a sturdy, strong horse designed for pulling carts and carriages. Cost, 50 gold pieces. Pony, a smaller, more agile mount suitable for halflings, gnomes, and other small-sized characters. Cost, 30 gold pieces. Mule, a hardy, reliable beast of burden for carrying equipment and supplies. Cost, 8 gold pieces. Cart or wagon, a simple vehicle for carrying equipment, pulled by a draft horse or a pair of riding horses. Cost, 15 gold pieces, cart, or 35 gold pieces, wagon. These are the most common options available at the stables in Aelandar. If you're interested in more exotic mounts or transportation methods, they may be harder to find and come at a higher cost. Additionally, keep in mind that the purchase of a mount includes basic riding gear such as a saddle, bridle, and saddlebags. Let me know if you'd like to purchase any mounts or transportation options for your party, and we can adjust your character's gold accordingly. Tenzin rolled a 18 investigation looking for more exotic mounts. With Tenzin's keen eye for detail, he notices a small, discreet stable towards the back of the market, guarded by a heavy wooden gate. As he approaches, an elderly woman, who appears to be the stable's owner, greets him. Ah, you have a good eye, young one, she says with a smile. You must be looking for something special. I do have some exotic mounts for those with discerning tastes and a willingness to pay. She leads Tenzin into the stable, revealing a few rare and exotic mounts. 
giant riding lizard, a large, reptilian mount capable of climbing walls and other difficult terrain. Cost, 200 gold pieces. Riding elk, a majestic, swift-footed mount able to travel through forests with ease. Cost, 150 gold pieces. Warhorse, a powerful, battle-ready mount trained for combat. Cost, 400 gold pieces. Giant Goat, a sure-footed, rugged mount well-suited for mountainous terrain. Cost, 100 gold pieces. These mounts are not only rare but also more expensive and sometimes harder to control, the elderly woman warns Tenzin. But they can provide unique advantages in the right hands. Let me know if Tenzin or any other party members would like to purchase one of these exotic mounts, and we can adjust their gold accordingly. How many of U.S. may travel upon the riding elk? A riding elk is a large mount, but it is primarily designed to carry a single rider. While it may be possible for two small-sized characters, such as Tenzin the halfling, to ride the elk together, doing so would likely slow the mount down and potentially strain it during long journeys. In general, it's recommended that each character has their own mount to ensure optimal travel speed and comfort for both rider and mount. If you're looking for a mount that can carry multiple characters, you might consider purchasing a wagon and a draft horse or a pair of riding horses to pull it. This would allow your party to travel together while also providing space for carrying equipment and supplies. How could Tenzin Potent Tonali steal a gant-rinding lizard? As a rogue, Tenzin has a set of skills that make him well-suited for attempting to steal the giant riding lizard. However, bear in mind that stealing is a risky endeavor and could have consequences for both Tenzin and the entire party if he is caught. If Tenzin wishes to proceed, here's a potential course of action. Stealth, Tenzin should first roll a stealth check, d20 plus dexterity modifier plus proficiency bonus, as he is proficient in stealth, to see if he can approach the lizard without being noticed by the stable owner or any other bystanders. Animal Handling, assuming Tenzin remains undetected, he will need to make an Animal Handling check, d20 plus Wisdom modifier, to calm the lizard and gain its trust. As these creatures are not commonly found in cities, it might be more difficult to handle. Sleight of Hand, with the lizard calm, Tenzin must remove any restraints or locks securing the creature. He should roll a sleight of hand check, d20 plus dexterity modifier plus proficiency bonus, as he is proficient in sleight of hand, to achieve this. Escape, finally, Tenzin will need to make a successful escape with the giant riding lizard. This may involve additional stealth checks or other measures to avoid detection. Please note that if Tenzin is caught, there could be legal consequences, damage to the party's reputation, or retaliation from the stable owner or her associates. If Tenzin still wishes to attempt this theft, please provide the results of the necessary checks, and I will narrate the outcome. Tenzin does wish to attempt and rolls 12, 7, and 15 before calculating modifiers and bonus. Using Tenzin's previously provided stats, let's calculate the check results with modifiers and bonuses. Stealth check, 12, rolled, plus 4, dex modifier, plus 2, proficiency bonus, equals 18. Animal handling check, 7, rolled, plus 1, wis modifier, equals 8. 
sleight of hand check, 15, rolled, plus 4, dex modifier, plus 2, proficiency bonus, equals 21. Here's the outcome of Tenzin's attempted theft. Tenzin, with a sense of daring and excitement, carefully approaches the giant riding lizard's enclosure. He remains hidden in the shadows, moving silently and gracefully, stealth check, 18. The stable owner and other bystanders remain unaware of his intentions. As Tenzin reaches the giant riding lizard, he attempts to gain its trust and calm the creature, animal handling check, 8. Unfortunately, his efforts fall short, and the lizard becomes agitated, hissing and snapping at him. This draws the attention of the stable owner and nearby bystanders. Realizing that his plan has been compromised, Tenzin quickly shifts gears and uses his sleight-of-hand skills to pick the lock on a nearby riding elk's enclosure, sleight-of-hand check, 21. He succeeds in unlocking the gate, and the startled elk bursts out, creating chaos in the stable. Seizing the opportunity, Tenzin uses the confusion to slip away from the scene and regroup with the party. While he didn't manage to steal the giant riding lizard, he did escape without being apprehended. The party now faces a decision, continue shopping at the market, where Tenzin's actions may have drawn unwanted attention, or depart for the Wildthorn Forest and put some distance between themselves and the city. The party quickly disperses into the market and purchases just the most vital supplies including rations and one riding horse each. The party decides to act quickly, splitting up to buy the essential supplies and mounts before leaving the market. Each party member purchases the following. Rations, each character buys 10 days worth of rations, which cost 5 gold pieces per set, total of 20 gold pieces per character. Riding horse, each character buys a riding horse, which costs 75 gold pieces each and includes basic riding gear like a saddle, bridle, and saddlebags. The total cost for each character is 95 gold pieces. Subtracting this amount from their starting gold, the remaining gold for each character is Obi, 75 to 95 equals minus 20 gold pieces, Obi will need to borrow 20 gold pieces from another party member to cover the cost. Tenzin, 75 to 95 equals minus 20 gold pieces, Tenzin will need to borrow 20 gold pieces from another party member to cover the cost. Liam, 100 to 95 equals 5 gold pieces. Taylor, 100 to 95 equals 5 gold pieces. Liam and Taylor can lend 20 gold pieces each to Obi and Tenzin to cover the expenses. With your supplies and mounts secured, the party hastily leaves the market and heads towards the Wildthorn Forest, hoping to put some distance between yourselves and the city before anyone investigates the commotion at the exotic mount stable. As you begin your journey, the dense canopy of the Wildthorn Forest looms ahead, casting long shadows over the path. The forest is known for its dangerous creatures and twisting, turning trails, but you feel prepared and eager to uncover the secrets of the hidden temple. Let me know if there are any specific precautions or actions you would like to take as you delve deeper into the Wildthorn Forest. Obi resolves to cast light whenever the path becomes too dark or feels ominous. Obi's decision to cast light when the path becomes too dark or feels ominous is a wise precaution. The light cantrip allows him to create a bright, steady light on an object he touches, illuminating the area around him and helping the party navigate the shadowy forest. 
As you journey deeper into the wild thorn forest, the dense foliage overhead creates pockets of darkness even during daylight hours. Obi remains vigilant, ready to cast light whenever necessary to ensure the party's safety and ease of movement. As you travel, please have each character make a perception check, D20 plus wisdom modifier, to determine how aware they are of their surroundings and if they notice anything unusual or potentially dangerous. Let me know the results, and I will narrate the next part of your journey based on the outcomes. We rolled 18, 12, 1, and 2 before modifiers, no need to explain the resulting scores. The party continues their journey through the wild thorn forest, keeping an eye on their surroundings. Obi and Tenzin seem quite attentive, while Liam and Taylor are momentarily distracted and fail to notice much of anything. As you travel further into the forest, Obi spots a series of stone markers along the path, just as the adventurers in the tavern had mentioned. These markers appear to be leading you deeper into the woods, perhaps towards the hidden temple. However, thanks to Obi and Tenzin's keen perception, you also notice signs of recent activity in the area, tracks of large, wolf-like creatures and the remnants of webbing from giant spiders. It seems that the dangerous creatures you were warned about may be nearby. With this information, the party must decide how to proceed, follow the stone markers and risk an encounter with these creatures, or attempt to find an alternate route that may be safer but could also be more time-consuming and potentially lead you astray. Let me know your decision, and if you have any specific actions or preparations you'd like to make. Tenzin and Taylor will sneak ahead and hide in a treetop, preparing to ambush any hostile creature Obi and Liam will proceed following the stone markers and trying to stay alert. Obi wonders if there's a spell he can cast that would help. Tenzin and Taylor carefully move ahead of the group, using their natural agility and stealth skills to remain hidden. They find suitable trees to climb and position themselves for an ambush should any hostile creatures approach. Meanwhile, Obi and Liam continue to follow the stone markers, staying alert and prepared for potential danger. Obi considers the spells available to him and realizes that, as a paladin, his spells are more geared towards healing, protection, and dealing radiant damage, rather than scouting or detection. However, Obi could cast Divine Sense to detect the presence of any celestial, fiend, or undead creatures within 60 feet. Although this ability wouldn't help in detecting beasts or monstrosities like wolves or spiders, it could potentially reveal other hidden threats. As Obi and Liam proceed cautiously, following the stone markers, let's have Tenzin and Taylor roll stealth checks, d20 plus dexterity modifier plus proficiency bonus, as both are proficient in stealth, to determine how well hidden they are in their ambush positions. Please let me know the results of the stealth checks, and I will narrate the next part of your journey based on the outcomes. Tenzin and Taylor's both rolled a 19 before adding modifiers. With Tenzin and Taylor's impressive stealth rolls, 19 each, before adding modifiers, they expertly climb their respective trees and find well-hidden perches to lie in wait. Their natural agility and skill in remaining unseen make them virtually undetectable to any passing creatures. Obi and Liam, on the other hand, continue following the stone markers while staying as alert as possible. Obi decides to use his divine sense to check for any celestial, fiend, or undead creatures within 60 feet. 
He doesn't detect any such creatures, but he does feel a sense of unease as they delve deeper into the forest. As the party continues on their journey, a pack of large, wolf-like creatures emerges from the underbrush, drawn by the scent of the adventurers. Unaware of Tenzin and Taylor's hidden positions in the trees, the wolves move to surround Obi and Liam. With Tenzin and Taylor poised for an ambush, the party has a tactical advantage in this encounter. You may choose to initiate combat or attempt to use any other skills or abilities to avoid or deter the wolves. If you decide to engage in combat, let me know if there are any specific actions or strategies the party members would like to take in the first round and roll initiative for each character, d20 plus dexterity modifier. Let combat begin! As the wolf-like creatures close in on Obi and Liam, Tenzin and Taylor prepare to strike from their concealed positions. The party decides to engage in combat to defend themselves against the approaching threat. Please roll initiative for each character, d20 plus dexterity modifier, and let me know the results. Also, let me know the specific actions and strategies each party member would like to take in the first round of combat. 9, 5, 15, and 5 before mods. Taking into account the dexterity modifiers for each character, the initiative order for this combat encounter is as follows. Liam, 15, rolled, plus 0, dex modifier, equals 15. Obi, 9, rolled, plus 0, dex modifier, equals 9. Tenzin, 5, rolled, plus 4, dex modifier, equals 9. Taylor, 5, rolled, plus 3, dex modifier, equals 8. Round 1 of combat begins. Here's a summary of each character's turn. Liam, seizing the opportunity to strike first, charges at the nearest wolf-like creature with his weapon drawn. Please let me know which weapon Liam is using and the result of his attack roll, d20 plus proficiency bonus plus relevant ability modifier. Obi, as the next to act, can choose to engage a wolf with his weapon or cast a spell to aid the party or damage the enemies. Please let me know Obi's course of action and the result of any required rolls. Tenzin, hidden among the branches, prepares to launch a surprise attack on one of the wolves. As a rogue, he can make use of his sneak attack ability to deal extra damage on the strike. Please provide the result of Tenzin's attack roll, d20 plus proficiency bonus plus dexterity modifier, and the weapon he is using. Taylor, also concealed in the trees, aims her bow at one of the wolf-like creatures and takes a shot. Please provide the result of Taylor's attack roll, d20 plus proficiency bonus plus dexterity modifier. As the party springs into action, the wolves respond with their own attacks. By the way, we will give you rolls before mods and never any need to explain roll calculations. Liam got 18 attacking with great sword. Obi casts burning hands on the nearest enemy. Tenzin decides to strike down from the tree with his rapier and rolls 14. Taylor rolls 4 with long bow. Thank you for the clarification on rolls. The party launches their attacks against the wolf-like creatures. Liam swings his greatsword at the nearest wolf, landing a powerful strike. With an 18, he hits the target. 
Please roll for damage, 2d6 plus strength modifier. Obi casts burning hands on the nearest enemy. The wolves in the cone-shaped area must make a dexterity saving throw to avoid or reduce the damage. The DC for the saving throw is 8 plus Obi's proficiency bonus plus his charisma modifier. Please roll 3d6 for the damage dealt by burning hands. Tenzin leaps down from the tree, attempting to stab one of the wolves with his rapier. With a roll of 14, he manages to hit the target. Please roll for damage, 1d8 plus dexterity modifier, and add the sneak attack damage, 1d6 at level 2. Taylor takes aim with her longbow, but unfortunately misses her target with a roll of 4. Her arrow whizzes past the wolf, disappearing into the underbrush. As the wolves retaliate, they attempt to bite and claw at Liam and Obi, who are engaged in melee combat. The wolves also try to locate the source of Tenzin's and Taylor's attacks, sniffing the air and growling in their direction. Please provide the damage rolls for Liam and Tenzin's attacks, as well as the damage roll for Obi's Burning Hands spell. Liam rolls 7, Obi does 14 damage, Tenzin rolls a 5 on the d6 and 7 on the d8. The damage dealt by the party during this round of combat is as follows. Liam deals 7 damage to the wolf he attacked with his greatsword, wounding it but not quite taking it down. Obi's burning hands spell engulfs the wolves in flames, dealing 14 damage. The wolves attempt to dodge the fire, but some are unable to avoid the full force of the spell. The scorched wolves snarl and snap, clearly injured and furious. Tenzin's rapier finds its mark, and he deals a total of 12 damage, 7 from the rapier plus 5 from the sneak attack. The targeted wolf yelps in pain as Tenzin's blade pierces its flesh. The wolves, now injured and enraged, counterattack. Two wolves lunge at Liam and Obi, attempting to bite them. One wolf succeeds in biting Liam, dealing 6 damage. The other misses Obi as he manages to sidestep the attack. The remaining wolves try to sniff out Tenzin and Taylor, but they cannot pinpoint their exact locations as the pair remains well hidden in the trees. Round 2 of combat begins. Please let me know the actions and strategies each party member would like to take during this round, as well as any required roles for those actions. In the interest of time, for the remainder of the game, you decide the outcome so that we don't need to roll. Tenzin and Taylor repeat their attacks. Obi attacks with his short sword. Liam attacks with his great sword. Understood. In this round of combat, the party continues their assault on the wolves. Liam swings his greatsword at the injured wolf, landing another powerful blow. The force of the attack is enough to finish off the wounded creature, which collapses to the ground, lifeless. Obi draws his short sword and engages one of the scorched wolves in melee combat. He deftly slashes at the creature, leaving a deep gash in its side. The wolf snarls in pain but remains standing. Tenzin, still hidden in the tree, targets another wolf with his rapier. He lunges forward and pierces the creature, dealing a significant amount of damage. The wolf is critically injured but barely clings to life. Taylor notches another arrow in her longbow and takes aim at one of the remaining wolves.
This time, her shot is true, and the arrow sinks into the wolf's flank. The creature yelps in pain, but it remains on its feet, snarling angrily. The wolves, now desperate and sensing that the tide is turning against them, fight back with renewed ferocity. One wolf manages to land a glancing bite on Obi, while another takes a swipe at Liam, leaving a few scratches, but dealing minimal damage. The other wolves are still unable to locate Tenzin and Taylor, who remain well hidden in the trees. As the battle continues, it appears that the party is gaining the upper hand, having eliminated one wolf and significantly injured several others. The wolves are gradually becoming more desperate and reckless, leaving them more vulnerable to the party's attacks. The party finishes off the remaining wolves with ease. With the wolves weakened and the party's coordinated efforts, you manage to finish off the remaining wolves in the following round of combat. Liam, emboldened by his earlier success, swings his greatsword with precision and lands a devastating blow on one of the injured wolves, finishing it off. Obi, seeing an opening, plunges his short sword into the scorched wolf he had been fighting. The creature collapses, defeated. Tenzin, still concealed in the tree, swiftly dispatches the critically injured wolf with a well-placed strike of his rapier. Taylor, her aim now more focused, lands another arrow into the last remaining wolf, dealing the final blow needed to bring it down. With the pack of wolf-like creatures defeated, the party takes a moment to catch their breath and tend to any injuries. The battle, though challenging, has allowed the group to further hone their combat skills and teamwork. You may continue to follow the stone markers deeper into the Wildthorn Forest in search of the Hidden Temple, or take some time to recover and explore your surroundings further. Let me know your decision and any specific actions the party would like to take. Obi casts healing. Taylor collects her use as arrows. Tenzin loots the wolves. Liam does a bit of reconnaissance in the surrounding forest. Obi, recognizing the need for healing after the intense battle, casts Cure Wounds on Liam, the most injured party member. Liam's wounds begin to close, and he regains some of his lost hit points. Taylor retrieves her used arrows from the fallen wolves, salvaging as many as she can. Most of them are still in good condition and can be used again in future encounters. Tenzin searches the wolf-like creatures for any valuables or items of interest. While wolves typically do not carry loot, he does find some valuable materials, a few pristine wolf pelts that could be sold or used for crafting purposes. Meanwhile, Liam scouts the surrounding forest to ensure the area is safe and to gather any information about potential threats or points of interest. He finds the path marked by the stone markers continues deeper into the forest, and he doesn't notice any immediate dangers in the vicinity. With the party regrouped and their immediate tasks complete, you may continue to follow the stone markers deeper into the Wildthorn Forest in search of the hidden temple. Let me know if you wish to proceed or if there are any other actions the party would like to take. We proceed deeper. The party, having taken care of their immediate needs, decides to continue their journey deeper into the Wildthorn Forest. As you follow the stone markers, the forest becomes increasingly dense and dark, casting eerie shadows across the path. 
After some time, you come across a small clearing with an ancient, crumbling stone archway standing in the center. Intricate carvings and runes cover its surface, suggesting that it may be the entrance to the hidden temple you seek. The air around the archway feels heavy with an otherworldly energy, hinting at the magical and mysterious nature of the temple. As you approach the archway, the runes begin to glow softly, reacting to your presence. It appears that the entrance to the temple may require a specific action or item to unlock its secrets. You may examine the archway and runes for clues, search the surrounding area for any hidden mechanisms or objects, or attempt to use your skills or abilities to unlock the entrance. Let me know how the party would like to proceed and if there are any specific actions they would like to take. Please provide more roleplay as we continue playing. Tenzin would like to examine the archway to find out how to open it. Tenzin approaches the archway and examines the intricate carvings and runes, searching for any clues or hints about how to unlock the entrance to the hidden temple. As he studies the runes, he notices that some of the markings seem to be glowing more brightly than others. After some careful observation, Tenzin notices that the glowing markings spell out a series of words in an ancient language. He recognizes the language as Draconic, a tongue spoken by dragons and other powerful creatures. As Tenzin reads the words aloud, the runes begin to glow brighter and the archway trembles slightly. Suddenly, the archway rumbles and the stones shift, revealing a previously hidden doorway leading into the temple. As the door opens, the party feels a rush of cold air emanating from the darkened tunnel beyond. The air smells musty and damp, hinting at the long-abandoned nature of the temple. You hear the faint sound of dripping water and rustling leaves, as well as the occasional hoot of an owl or scurry of a small animal. The party stands before the entrance to the hidden temple, unsure of what lies ahead but determined to uncover its secrets. The party full-heartedly goes inside. The party enters the darkened tunnel beyond the entrance of the hidden temple, with Obi casting light to illuminate the way. The tunnel is damp and cold, and the air feels heavy and thick with age. The walls and floor are made of rough stone, covered in layers of moss and cobwebs. As you move deeper into the temple, you come across a large chamber with a raised platform at the far end. The chamber is filled with rows of stone pillars, each one intricately carved with symbols and figures. The platform appears to be a dais, and atop it sits a large stone altar with a circular indentation in its center. As you approach the platform, you notice that the circular indentation glows with a faint, pulsing light. The light seems to be emanating from within the altar itself, and it casts eerie shadows across the room. You may explore the chamber and examine the pillars and altar for clues or hidden mechanisms, or attempt to use your skills or abilities to uncover the secrets of the temple. Let me know how the party would like to proceed and if there are any specific actions they would like to take.